Dustin Five Star here reminding you that nobody talks wrestling on the radio like we do during the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour every Saturday at 11 a.m. on Sports 56. Don't believe me? Ask wrestling legend Jim Cornette. You know, I appreciate the job you guys do as well here on Cerrito Live and keeping Memphis wrestling. Memphis, I think it's it's been proven time and time again, and especially with the, the level of interest and respect that it still has today amongst fans all over the world. Memphis was the capital of professional wrestling. I was proud to be a part of it. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-pops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Friday night at the Memphis Made Tap Room and every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard. Now, back to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. All right, welcome back to the show. Thanks for making us a part of your weekend. It's first of two Fourth of July weekends this year. Next week, of course, the official Fourth of July weekend. We will be here uh, next Saturday talking about NBA free agency and more here on the program. Uh, but every week around this time, at halftime of hour number one, we'd like to talk about your Memphis Grizzlies with the, with the Grizzlies writer for the Memphis Flyer. His name is Kevin Leip, and he joins us now for some Kevin Sanity. <laughs> Sanity. That's amazing and obviously. Holy cow. Good morning, Life. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. We're just less than a little bit over, I guess a little bit over 12 hours away here. Uh, 11 p.m. Central time, right? NBA free agency uh, will be underway. It will tip off tonight. The road to LeBron James in Memphis. Um finally uh we'll begin we'll hear how they're talking and how they're smoozing lebron james after seeing I've, have you seen all these on twitter people who put up the mock jerseys of lebron uh wearing a grizzlies jersey uh they've got um those billboards that espn released a couple of weeks ago of each city try you know what if each city was trying to court lebron james what would their billboards look like and their their main photo was the grizzlies one so it looked like that so it was getting shared on social media and people were like wait a minute is this real do they really have a billboard trying to get lebron james um anyway we're not getting lebron james here that's not happening who who are the grizzlies going to sign this week you have any ideas you know i, I don't I, I think i think fans would be uh would be wise to keep their expectations uh, in check because the Grizzlies just don't have a lot of money to spend is the reality of the situation. Uh, they basically only have the mid-level exception, which is $8.something million. And uh, the deal with that is part of that money is going to have to go to pay Javon Carter. So, uh, you know, high second-round draft picks like that, they get the same kind of deals as late first-round guys generally. So there's going to be a million-ish dollars out of that deal that's going to go to Javon Carter. So, um you know, they really don't have a lot of money to throw around. That means that their top target, who I presume is Tyreek Evans, 
the way they didn't trade him and then talked about they didn't trade him because they wanted to re-sign him, uh, they're not going to have the money to do that, which is why they should have traded him. Um, you know, another guy that I think is on their radar is Will Barton, uh, to, you know, who the city of Memphis would love to, to see come back, but uh, it's the same kind of situation. They're, they're, I don't think they're going to have the money to get him either. Uh, you know, honestly, at this point, I prefer Will Barton over Tyreek Evans just because of kind of injury, reliability, history concerns with Tyreek. But either way, I don't think either either former Tiger is going to be coming back to the Grizzlies because they just don't have that money to spend. I mean, we've seen Avery Bradley as a name that's floated out there. I think that kind of player is who's going to be available. Um, guys that could sign three, four-year deals, but not for a lot of money. You know? I think it's going to be a pretty quiet free agency because the the Grizzlies just don't have that much to spend. So, um, you know, LeBron's going to go where LeBron's going to go and the rest of the league will kind of fall into place. There's going to be a lot of big player movement this summer. I just don't think any of it's going to happen for the Grizzlies. I mean, they've got $75 billion tied up in in Conley, Gasol, and Parsons. So uh, they they have a 13-man roster, a 15-man roster to fill out. So money's tight. All right, we're talking with Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyer. You can read his stuff at memphisflyer.com. So I was out last week, uh, which was the show following the NBA draft. So I wanted to back up for a second. Jaron Jackson Jr., the Grizzlies draft pick. Uh, has anything happened here in the past week to make you more uh, encouraged by the pick or less encouraged by the pick? Like, where, where are you standing here now where you've had some time to think about it? There's always the instant analysis uh, that happens, and then uh, people kind of forget about it. Summer league happens, and we're in this this spot. Uh, what do you What are you thinking today as you look back at the Grizzlies draft and how they really they didn't make a move for the first time in what seems like forever on draft night? Yeah, I mean, I, I, we'll see what he looks like in summer league and stuff. But I I felt good about the pick on draft night. I felt good about it when I talked about it with CJ last week, and and I still feel the same way. I still like the pick. Um, I mean, I think they they kind of had their hands full trying to figure out. Where, sorry, I'll be honest, too early for that. Good morning. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> I think they have to figure out where they're going to slot him into the rotation, where he'll get the kind of minutes he's going to need to develop. But beyond that, I still really like the pick. I still think Jaron Jackson could be a really good NBA player. And I think that they did well to draft him where they did. So, um, no, I, I still feel good about the Grizzlies draft night. I'm excited to see. Because this is going to be a new, basically new coaching staff too, or, or half new anyway. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do in summer league, how they approach it, um, what they can get out of it, and and how they can carry that forward into the year too. I think summer league is going to be, you know, I, I think they said that some of the assistants are going to rotate head coaching duties, and, and JV Baker staff is going to concentrate on player development. So um, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be really interesting to watch this summer league. So when when does summer league get underway? Uh, you know, I don't actually know off the top of my head. I think it's in like a week and a half, maybe. Another week and a half. All right. They're playing. I, I think they're playing in Utah. They announced they're playing in Utah, but I think they're playing in Vegas too. I, I don't have my summer league stuff straight. I need to read those press. But you will be you be watching for us though, right? Uh, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I do try to catch a, a few summer league games. So it really, you know, once you get through the first two or three, you kind of see what you're going to see. Um, summer league is, is a great place to uh, form bad opinions about young guys. If, if 
they're playing really well, it's really easy to get really high on them. And you just have to remind yourself that Josh Selby was the MVP of Summer League once. Um, right. It, 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 to me, it's, it's more concerning if a guy looks really bad in Summer League than if a guy looks really good. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, it's pretty low information for what it is. But I do think it's interesting. I think I can't remember who said this on Twitter. Uh, they were saying that, like, you know, go, going to Summer League as a third-year guy is basically the kiss of death. And they've got... Uh, if you look at that roster, Wayne Selden is on the summer league roster again, um, and I think I think maybe Deontay Davis is on it too. So, um, kind of interesting to watch to see who's going to actually be on the team because you know if they're if they're going to play Jaron Jackson, he's really a center. I, they, there's been a lot of talk about playing him a power forward, but if they're going to play him as a backup center, that doesn't leave a lot of room for Deontay Davis to continue to very slowly develop. So. Um, but I think that's worth keeping an eye on. All right. We are talking with Kevin Leip. So we, we'll, I'm not going to waste any more time talking about Summer League right now since we are here on, <laughs> on free agency eve. Uh, exciting uh, movement about to happen here in the NBA. Uh, we both, of course, it would be great if LeBron came to Memphis. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Uh, how, how if you want to go back and listen to the archives, how if the Grizzlies didn't screw up and trade their draft picks from a few years ago, if the lottery would have worked out, there's a chance LeBron would have been coming here in some alternate history, but we're not living in that uh, timeline uh, right now. So where do you think LeBron is going to end up, though? I have to ask that question. I can't do a sports talk radio show on June 30th, 2018, and not ask somebody – where LeBron's going. Yeah, I mean, I would, I'd be a little surprised if he left Cleveland, honestly. I mean, he's just got such a good setup there uh, in terms of, like, his situation with his family. I think it's either, it's obviously either going to be Cleveland or L.A. I mean, I think he is serious about the L.A. thing. Uh, the Lakers are trying to find someone else to pair with him, whether that's Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. Um, I think he's serious about the Lakers, seriously exploring that. And I think it's, if you had to ask me right now, I'd say probably 60 40 Cavs Lakers. 60 40 Cavs Lakers. I like that. I think that's a, I think that's, that's a uh, good and betting odds. Cause he could just come back, like, if he comes back to, if he comes up back up to uh, Cleveland, like, is there a chance he gets a short term deal with them? So he's, he's, he's out of here. Is that what we're thinking? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what he's been doing. He's won two year deals with them. And I think mm-hmm. he would just continue to do that. I I hate like ugh. man and I don't know so the Grizzlies we we talked about like from a ticket buying perspective if he goes to the Lakers that kind of the Lakers are still always going to be somewhat of a popular game to go to. Um, oh yeah, we got to have all your Kobe stands. Yeah. they got to have somewhere to go. <laughs> so you add LeBron that takes away one of those other games, but you could get multiple Laker games on the schedule. Uh, from a Grizzlies perspective, what do you think about if he goes going to? Uh, Cleveland, it wouldn't change much, right? If he goes to Cleveland, but if he goes to the Lakers, we're looking at yeah, the Lakers mean, becoming a legitimate team again for the first time and since since Kobe retired, since a few years before Kobe retired, actually. Yeah, I mean, obviously, from the Grizzlies' perspective, they don't care where he goes as long as he stays in the East. Um, I, I think, I think having the Lakers kind of putting together a super team, quote unquote. You know, who's going to fall out of the playoff because the Lakers are in it? I don't know the answer to that. Um, 
and the Grizzlies are probably going to be on the outside of the playoff picture this season anyway, if we're being realistic. So this season, it doesn't really matter that much. But ultimately, um, yeah, it's yet another team that has kind of leapfrogged the Grizzlies and gone from being worse than the Grizzlies to being better than them. Right. All right. We're talking with Kevin Light from the Flyer here. Okay. So uh, I asked you earlier what you thought was going to happen. I got to find out the who. Do you know right now who the Grizzlies have a laser on? Uh, the Grizzlies are locked into. <laughs> Do, are they, are they, is there anyone that they're enamored with, or unlikely to resist, or fixated uh, on, or zeroed really in on? Hard to, really hard to top a laser. Um, <laughs> that was that was a special experience. Um, but yeah, no, the name that, the name that's been floating around is Avery Bradley. Uh, I, I think Tyreek Evans is on their list. You know, if I, if I had to rank them one, two, three, I think they want one Tyreek, two Will Barton, three Avery Bradley, four someone else. You know, I, I don't really like Avery Bradley that much. He played really good defense in Boston. Um, that feels like a guy that they would take a flyer on and see if he could still work out. But I, I just don't really like that, especially if it's going to be for three or four years. Um, I, I'm just not sold on, on what he could do for what they could use that money for, right? I mean, Part of the problem is they've already got Ben McLemore on the books for $5 million this year after last summer. So, um, you know, that deal looks like a disaster more and more every day. Um, I really I really don't know who they're targeting beyond that. I mean, they need a wing who can defend and who can shoot a little bit. They've needed that forever. Um, but they, they really need that, especially now that they don't even have a guy like Jay Dennis, right? They have a lot of guards. They have a lot of bigs. They don't have a lot of guys who are kind of in that two, three, four position spot who can who can play well. So that's clearly what they're going to need to sign. Right. So, um, so what we're looking at, like last. I mean, every summer's got their own storylines on re-signing players or whatever. This year, it's pretty much they're just getting a myth. It's the mid-level exception, right? That's the story of the yeah. summer for the, for the Grizzlies. They're going to sign somebody who can hopefully be in your your rotation throughout the season. Uh, and contribute to the team, but nobody who's going to make a, a large enough impact necessarily to swing you to the playoffs or not. And I mean, Tyreek Evans, if you can get him back, uh, he the way he was playing last year will definitely help you win more games, right? He helped them win one too many yeah. games last year, and that's why sure. unable to win the lottery. Uh, but so from your rank, from your rankings that you have, you have uh, Will Barton and Tyreek Evans. And then Avery Bradley. I don't remember Avery Bradley playing for Memphis State. Can you tell me when that was? I, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't play for Kansas either. It's weird. Um, and he did play for Boston. So, you know. Um, a, unbelievable, too. Historic Chris Wallace uh, trading partner in Boston. Two, um, the top two uh, folks that they got a lasers on right now are Ben uh, not Ben McLemore, but Tyreek Evans and Will Barton. Ben McLemore, who is the one guy on the Ben McLemore is the one guy on the Grizzlies who hopes they don't trade Chandler Parsons. I think everybody associated with the Grizzlies, all for Chandler Parsons trade probably if they could make it happen, including Chandler Parsons himself, right? But yeah. uh, but except Ben McLemore, because once Chandler Parsons gets off this team, Ben McLemore, people are going to be looking at him more because we're not as focused as how big of a bust he has been. Injury prone, he'll be the injury prone. Uh, waste of space on the roster once Chandler Parsons leaves. So if I'm Ben Mathmore, I hope that trade never happens. Um, but yeah, anyway. Parsons, if Parsons are off the team, that would definitely be the worst contract they have. 
Exactly. Even, which is crazy because that's only $5 million. So it's still the worst contract they have. All right, so we will see what happens here tonight. 11 o'clock Central Time, they can start, uh, of course, negotiating. Signing free agents uh, is on Friday, so July 6th is when they can actually sign. But there will be many agreements reported on, uh, I'm assuming, starting tomorrow and throughout the week. And we, since we are on for Fourth of July uh, weekend next weekend, we will be able to talk about maybe the Grizzlies will have signed somebody. But it seems to me, historically, they do wait a little bit longer than uh, before the Grizzlies get involved. I do think people, is it, it's just a case of players waiting to see all of their options before settling on the Memphis Grizzlies? Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, especially traditionally at the, the money amounts they've been dealing with, right? I mean, the big signings they've made have, with the exception of Chandler Parsons, have all just been re-signing their own guys. So, right. Uh, I mean, the Parsons deal, they were kind of in a back and forth with Portland over that one. But for the most part, they, they re-signed their own guys. They don't go out and get people. So that re-signing somebody, usually they kind of explore their options and they decide to stay. So they, they do general, generally tend to be late movers in the free agent period. Right. So this time next week, uh, we may or may not know who the Grizzlies have, but I think people on their list, uh, somebody's going to be taken up by then and be off the list. Uh, of yeah, possible new, so. new members of, of the Memphis Grizzlies. So Leip uh, always joins us to talk about of course, to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies, but he's also the digital manager over at the Memphis Flyers. So when he comes on, we like to talk about what's trending in Memphis right now. So let's do that. Trending, 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 trending with life. All right, life. What, what we what we got? What's trending right now? I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, so, for one thing, the story we talked about last week, which was already an old story last week, has gone even bigger in the last seven days. Uh, exponentially larger. So that, that Anthony Bourdain story is still just people are really reading and responding to that piece. Um, but the biggest piece on the site that's not, that's not a Bruce piece from three weeks ago uh, <laughs> is, is Bruce's letter from the editor this week uh, where he talked about, um, you know, we've got bike sharing now, we've got the bird scooters, we've got a lot of infill development happening in the town in some places, building a lot of new condos and residential stuff. Uh, he kind of talks about being an it city, right? For a long time, Nashville has been this it city. There's a ton of development and a ton of money, a ton of people moving into Nashville. And, you know, that's that's great if you like Nashville. But I think Bruce's point is, is a good one. Is like, you know, kind of have to be careful about how you manage that. Um, you know, it's interesting. Nashville, the bird scooters are a nice small example of that. Nashville just was like, yeah, bring them. And they ended up with all these scooters just kind of littering the town, and, and they had to crack down on them. Whereas in Memphis, they kind of negotiated some ground rules on the front end, and things seems to be going really well. So I mean, it's, it's about taking a smart and measured approach to growing, to make sure you do it in a way that, that helps the city so you're not turning into, like, East Nashville where everything's an Airbnb and everything's a bachelorette party. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a just... just it's a really good kind of reflection on should we try to be in it city or do we need to go about this our own way? And I think it's pretty obvious that the answer is we need to do it in a smarter way. Yeah. Be, be careful what, be careful what you wish for and how you, yeah, I guess how you, how you approach Cause Nashville's wishing if they, they're, you know, they're struggling trying to figure out public transportation and they want to have like a, a train and stuff like that, but they can't get the money. They can't get it approved when they kind of need it uh, there. 
And Nashville is that it city, but it's on the verge of kind of becoming the next Atlanta. Nobody ever talks about how they really wish their city was like Atlanta. Right. Uh, no offense yeah, to Atlanta. It's the capital of the South, but it's too big. Brawling, terrible yeah. traffic. Yeah. yeah Nashville's had that traffic forever, too, especially that, like, Coney Four corridor all the way down to Murfreesboro. But, you know, it's, it's just about being smart, right? You just have to, you have to plan your growth instead of just taking whatever you can get. Um, I, I think our city leaders are, are trying to do that anyway. Uh, we'll see where it goes. All right, Light, thanks for joining us. We will talk to you next weekend. Uh, in the meantime, enjoy your 4th of July holiday. Hope, Good thing, y'all, baby. Uh, I hope the baby's not afraid of fireworks. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> All right, thanks, Light. That is Kevin Light. Follow him at Flyer Grizz blog on Twitter at Grizz. Uh, the Grizz is spelled with only one Z there. So Flyer Grizz blog, only one Z for Grizz. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, Holly Whitfield is here from the I Love Memphis blog. And in honor of Toys R Us as we play tribute, uh, and pay our respects to Toys R Us up next. We are going to rebrand Memphis establishments as Blank R Us. We'll do that with Holly in studio next. You're listening to Street Alive here on Sports 86 and 877 FM. Do you live in Memphis? Do you suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around on weeknights looking at your phone trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that might be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's trivia night with questions and stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes including movies, music, 90s TV shows, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, rehearsal dinner, reunion, seminar, retreat, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com. 